0: Hey, welcome to The Daily Run. This is Mike, and I am uh, talking today about Romans chapter 14 again. And um, I think this is important stuff, and I think that's why I've been uh, going so slowly on it is is because it is a complex topic, this whole thing of controversies within the church um, and division within the church. And there's something I think that oftentimes people forget, and that is that the church is filled with, With individuals, right? A bunch of individual people. We are different. And because people are individual and people are different, there are certain things that are different for different people. I talked about this quite a bit over the last few days, that there are certain things, certain convictions that Paul puts upon, or Paul that God puts upon our hearts, um, that Paul talks about here, that are different for different people. And sometimes we take those personal convictions and we turn them into big things and i talked about um about the issue of like alcohol and i talked about the issue of of um going to the beach or to the to the swimming pool for some men that struggle with lust um i've talked about uh not the you know the non-instrumental church of christ and, and paul's going to talk about some other things here along those same lines that we're going to look at today and and I think this is so important for us to understand. And this is one of those things about showing grace, right? Showing grace and when within the church, when people don't act the way you think they should act, when people don't do the things you should think they should do, to showing grace. I'm part of a a, a Facebook group, and it's a group that discusses a lot of false teachings that are going on within the church. Um, the church at uh, in total, not like a, a single local church, but within church movements that um, that have false teaching in them. And what I see in a lot of that group is a lot of people point out a lot of things that are true, but also there's a whole lot of what I call the baby in the bathwater stuff, where they're throwing something out because uh, of some little gray area issue. You know, I, I was reading today uh, about a concert And the concert had like 12 different Christian artists and they had like the headliner guys who were big, big name Christian artists casting crowns and Chris Tomlin and somebody else. But um, anyway, lower down on the list were some groups that came from some churches and one of well, actually two of those churches that those church, that those groups come from are churches that teach some, um, have some teachings that are very, very, um, not just extra, not just extra biblical because they are churches that, that believe that uh, God is constantly revealing new revelation to his people. And that's a a topic really for another time, but they are all about new revelation more than they, well, I should say this at the expense often of what the Bible actually says. And so they will, they will, um, they're, they're more based on the experience that you have with Jesus than on who Jesus is revealed in his word. And so they oftentimes the teachings there are just wacky and, you know, they had people in those churches predicting that, you know, Trump would Trump was going to be uh, president for a second term, um, that he was going to win this election and be our president uh, for this term. And well, that didn't happen. So they were wrong. And, technically that makes them false prophets and if somebody says hey this is what the lord says and they're wrong well they've misrepresented the lord and that's a dangerous thing in old testament wise they should not just be um uh, not just be labeled as a false prophet but they were supposed to be stoned until they were dead so god takes it seriously and so that's my attitude i want to take it seriously too But long and the short of it is, there were some groups, some musical groups that come from some of those churches that were on this list. And so there were people in this group that were condemning the other musical artists that were at the concert because they said, you're sharing the stage with these people. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'm guessing that those artists that were booked for the concert, that they don't say... I need to know the theology of every other group that I will be sharing the concert stage with. I'm just guessing that they don't do that. Um, I know of pastors that have spoken at conferences where there were people that were speaking that they knew they disagreed with. And their whole point was, I'm going to go, not because me sharing the stage with them is my stamp of approval on what they say, but quite frankly, it's the opposite. I can go and I can refute what they say. And so sharing a stage does not necessarily mean agreement. Uh, Years ago, I went to a high school baccalaureate. And at the baccalaureate, they had uh, a number of valedictorians. And the valedictorians all got to give a speech. And the first two got up and they were talking about, you know, follow your dreams, follow your heart, you know, follow your passions, you know, all this nice, fluffy but worldly stuff. And the third one got up and her name was Holly. And I, I'm not sure I ever met her, but I did meet her mom uh, later on, but she got up and I was just like, my jaw hit the floor because she was like, without saying everything that the two people with, she didn't get up and say this. She didn't say, Hey, everything you just heard from those two people, it's total bunk. It's garbage. That's, that's not true that's not what you ought to be doing. This is what you ought to be doing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not your passions, not your dreams, not your goals. Now seek Jesus. And, but it, when she did it, it was like, she just, I was like, Oh my gosh, she just got up there and basically said, Hey, everything the previous two people said is untrue. And it's a lie. Here's the truth with and she said it in a very nice way. It wasn't, she didn't like say, hey, what they just said was this. She just got up and said her speech, but her speech was about a lot of people will tell you this. And a lot of people will tell you that speaking to her fellow graduates, but she got up and just preached it. Just preached, seek first the kingdom of God. And, you know, um, and uh, uh, what is it? Proverbs um, 3, 5, and 6. You know, Trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will guide your paths, you know? And, and I just loved it. Cause I was like, Oh, that was awesome. You know, she just got up and, and spoke the truth. Yeah. So, so anyway, all that going back to say sharing a stage does not mean approving of what the people, other people on the stage say. And, um, and so there are a lot of those people in this group that they, they condemn all sorts of people that I don't think need to be condemned. You know, they they're calling them false prophets and false teachers because they're on the same stage with somebody that's a worship leader from a church that has some teaching that is probably aberrant or, you know, heretical. Um, are they not Christians? Well, I don't know because some of their theology is is to that point where you're like, wait a minute, what are you trusting in for your salvation? But I I, I honestly think that most of the people understand the basics of the gospel of just substitutionary sacrifice. I think on a lot of gray area stuff and maybe not gray area stuff on a lot of other, um, what we might call fringe issues or non-essentials is I think usually the term that theologians like to use. Those things are those things that are essential to salvation. And then there are those things that are not essential to salvation. You know, somebody saying, God speaks to me daily, um, in a soft, in a small, still voice, um, that's not an essential to salvation. Somebody else saying, well, God doesn't speak to people that way anymore. God speaks to people through his word. And they quote, you know, Hebrews chapter one. Um, that's not an essential to salvation. Um, somebody says, well, I believe that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a pre-trib, a or whatever. That's, that's not a salvation issue that's a esch- eschatological issue an end times issue and so you know again this is those things we have to be careful about um, about going too far and so this is the next little portion here because paul is talking about um judging others right and the idea they're being condemning them when he says in verse three let not him who eats? Remember, we're talking about eating meat versus not eating meat. Let him who eats, dis, let not him who eats dis, uh, despise him who does not eat, and let him who does not eat um judge him who eats, for God has received him. So it's one of those things where you get to that point where you, where you, where you say things like, "That guy calls himself a Christian, but you know, oh, they call themselves Christians, but look at what they're doing. Oh, he calls himself a Christian, but," and I know that there were times in my life especially in my teens and in my early twenties where I was doing a lot of things that were very contrary to God's word, but I believe I was saved. I believe I understood the gospel. And I believe if you asked me, um, Mike, how are you getting to heaven? That I would have had the right answer. And I don't believe I was trusting in my own works to save me, but I also think that I was greatly immature in my walk. I don't believe I knew, uh, the Bible. I thought I did, but I didn't know what the Bible actually says. And it would have been really easy, I think, for people to look at me and go, calls himself a Christian. And that's a dangerous thing to say, because that's the judgmental part. Judgmental not being like, Oh, look, he's doing that, that's a bad thing. Oh, look, he is um he is fornicating or he is drunk. You know, how he calls himself a Christian. Well, yeah, he does. Um, and yet he's sinning. Christians sometimes do that, you know. The, the the point being the judging is when we start to judge somebody's salvation. We start to say, Well, they're not a believer. You know, we can judge actions and we can judge what's visible, but we can't judge what's invisible. And we can judge the fruit, right? We can say, Well, look, you're not showing the evidence of salvation. Your life is not showing this. And that's something I could definitely say to somebody, look, I'm worried about you because I don't see the evidence. I don't see the fruit of the spirit in you. I don't see these things. I'm concerned. You know, that that's that's a different type of judgment, right? Because I'm saying this is how it appears. I'm not saying you are not. You call yourself a Christian. When I say you call yourself, oh, they call themselves Christians. Look at that. They call themselves Christians. What I'm doing is I'm saying they're not, right? They call themselves that, but they're not. That's my judgment. They call themselves Christians. Well, Yeah, because they are. Well, no, they're not because they're not acting the way I think they should. Therefore, they're not. And that's a dangerous thing. That's what we keep. I keep reading this one line over and over. That uh, the end of verse three, for God has received them. Remember that. Remember that. Especially when we're dealing with the weaker in the faith. Our job is to build them up, to help them and not to condemn them. All right. We'll talk more about that next time. I promise we'll get to verse four. Well, I shouldn't promise. I'm just going to say, we're going to get to verse four. Do my best. Because if I said we're going to do it, hey, we're going to do it. Let my yes be yes, my no mean no, and we're going to do it mean we're going to do it. Talk to you next time. God bless you.